0: Hi, this is Robert Helms, and thanks for listening to the Real Estate Guys podcast. Hey, do me a favor. Take a quick moment to give us some feedback on our iTunes page. We'd really love to know what you think. Thanks so much. Now, on with the show. Welcome to the Real Estate Guys radio program. So the economy is showing signs of recovery. Do you believe it? Are we at the bottom? Are we near the bottom? Is the bottom anywhere in sight? And if so, what can you do about it? That's what we'll be talking about today on the Real Estate Guys radio program. Welcome to the Real Estate Guy's radio program. I'm Chief Real Estate Guy, Robert Helms, and we're here to talk about the bottom. Have we hit it? Is it time? Is it turning around? So much in the news, so much to cover. Joining us, financial strategist, co-host, Mr. Russell Gray.
1: I'm the uh, associate real estate guy in the uh, sidekick seat.
0: There you are. And we also have senior real estate guy uh, and also uh, lifelong real estate investor. He's invested in more than six different decades, Bob Helms. Hey, it's good to be here today, and what a great topic. Yes, indeed. Well, you've read the news. I mean, the headlines are everywhere, right? Existing home uh, sales show signs of recovery. U.S. mortgage applications rise as rates plunge. Home construction up for fifth month in a row. Home price index is up in 20 cities for the first time since 2006. So, obviously, we're at the bottom, right? Well... Maybe, maybe, maybe it's a question of what are you going to pay
2: attention to? And what do you think you believe the most right now?
0: Well, that's it. And that we have been on uh, this path for uh, quite some time. And so uh, we spoke, uh, you know, months ago about when you can start to see the signs of a recovery. What are the things that we start to look for? And granted, many of those signs are there. But what's interesting is, especially when it comes to bad economic news, it tends to follow a negative feedback loop, it tends to prey upon itself. The longer a recession goes, the longer people think it will go, right? I mean, I would argue that people were more optimistic about the economy a year ago than they are today.
1: Right, exactly. Um, You know, what happens is people – you begin to become uh, a product of the environment you 're in, and if you keep reading negative headlines and every day there's war, worse news, and every record that gets broken for how long it is, how bad it is, how much debt there is. And everybody just begins to pile on. And part of that is just the the marketing of news. And people are out there and they're going, hey, this is a hot topic. Let's cover it. And it does. It feeds upon itself. The other thing, though, is human nature. You can only go so long with negativity before you start naturally just trying to find a way to find the good news. And then after a while, the... The old news, the bad news isn't selling anymore, and so people start looking for good news. Now, just because you say it doesn't make it true. I mean, there's you know, there's a lot of things that are definitely real that are happening that affect the way we look at things. But attitude and people's perspective has a lot to do with it. That's why we see so much emphasis on consumer confidence. How do people feel? How are they responding? Are they willing to go into debt? Are they willing to spend in anticipation of better times coming? And I think that, you know, we're beginning to see a little of that. Now, does that mean recovery here? Mm, I'm not so sure.
0: Well, and and we'll take a look today at what some of the recent headlines are and what we can read into that, because as real estate investors, it's important to know kind of where uh, where are, where we are today and where we're going, where we expect to be going. But uh, first of all, nobody calls it. Nobody knows the exact bottom except in hindsight. Nobody knows the exact topic except in hindsight. And nobody's smart enough to always sell at the top and buy at the bottom. So instead, we just have to take the best guesses that we can, educated guesses, certainly with the information that's given to us, and then it always comes back to how that information fits into your personal investment philosophy. What are you trying to accomplish as a real estate investor? And is this a market in which you can do that?
2: I think you're right about that kind of mentality that we get in a marketplace. And, for example, people aren't, don't have on the top of their mind the fact that Real estate went up steadily for over 40 years and suddenly we've had a year or two down. The year or two down is all they're thinking about. They're not thinking about the 40 years that preceded it. However, attitude is so important you just can't downplay it because I think we tend to find what we look for. And we're not looking for the good unless we have a fundamental belief and some kind of inputs other than the negative press that it's probably out there.
0: Well, for sure, and, and no one's made it to this far into our radio show if they don't have at least somewhat of a hope that it's going to come back. Like for me, what I'm looking for, I'm comparing markets and how, how long ago is the current pricing, right? In this market, I can buy at 2007 prices. In this market, I can buy at 2005 prices. Look at this market. I can now buy at 2002 prices. As opposed to, oh, woe is me, it's gone down so much, right? You know, one of the things that I think uh, really plays into this, Russ, you covered uh, the other night brilliantly, is do you want the recovery to be here?
1: Yeah, the question is, who are you? I mean, who are you and are you adapting to what the market's given you? Bob, after 40 years of seeing real estate go up, I think most people only think about it one way. They think about it as being an owner. They think about it as being somebody that is benefiting from the increase in price. Of course, if you read enough articles during the period of time when prices are going up, you see all the articles about people decrying how hard it is for people who aren't buyers, how tough it is to be a buyer. And we heard that for decades. Oh, houses are too expensive. It's too difficult to buy real estate for the average person. Of course, people always find a way. Now you have a situation where... It's a great time to be a buyer, but most people don't think that way. They think, "Oh, well, I'm not a buyer." If if you're a buyer right now, you're happy. See, right now, if you're sitting there looking at this market, you're going, and you're a seller. It, it's terrible. It sucks because now you're trying to sell, and you maybe don't have any equity. You're upside down. You you can't. There's no buyers out there. If you're a seller, you don't like this market. If you're a holder. With negative cash flow, maybe as an investor and you've got negative cash flow, it's a tough market. You can't really fix your negative cash flow quickly. The economy isn't strong, although rents have held up pretty well. You can't sell. You can't refinance. That's tough. If you're a holder with positive cash flow but negative equity, it's not great, but at least you're not in imminent danger. In 10 years, 20 years, 30 years from now, you're probably going to be fine, although you're probably going to have to wait a little while to get back to positive equity. Now if you're a holder right now with positive cash flow and positive equity, then you're in pretty good shape, although again, you've still you've taken a haircut and it's going to take some time to get it back. But if you're a buyer in this market, it's one of the best opportunities to get in ahead if you believe in the long term value of real estate. It's a great time to get in ahead and a situation that we haven't seen in a long time to be able to buy where numbers make sense in markets that have great infrastructure, great drivers, great long-term prospects. It's not great in the short term, and you might go down a little bit before you go up, but of all those different classifications of person you could be, the person I want to be in this market is a buyer.
0: Absolutely. And the other thing is you can't just set your, your paradigm on whatever you think you are right now. Yeah, I hold real estate. Yeah, I'm tapped out. There are so many ways to become a buyer in this market. It's it's crazy. So you got to open up your mind a little bit and and figure out where you're sitting at before you hear the information. Uh, One of the articles uh, that uh, came out was talking about how um, foreclosures have hit uh, in several markets where there are now bidding wars, and the prices are being bid up. One of those markets, not not to show any favoritism in any market, but uh, Phoenix, Arizona, homes uh, today, the median home price is $125,000 in Phoenix, down from a peak of nearly two sixty 3 years ago. So, yeah, if you bought three years ago, you're hating that. But if you missed the market three years ago, and now you can buy what you would have paid $265,000 for, for one hundred and twenty five, now that's up from uh, a low of $115,500 was the median price in April. So, arguably, the best time to buy in Phoenix would have been April. But now is not too bad, especially because Phoenix has those same sustainable drivers, big marketplace, lots of different types of employment, lots of different stories, as I like to say, in, in Phoenix. So at some point... The price becomes low enough that people come out of the woodwork and the article goes on to profile this couple that have lost on 13 bids on houses and they're frustrated. They're saying it's supposed to be a buyer's market.
1: But they're losing to investors and that's one of the things that article says and that's an important thing because see, investors are going to try to get in ahead. Investors are going to come in in anticipation. That's why they're investors. They take a greater amount of risk in pursuit of a greater amount of reward, right? So- People say, well, is the market recovering? Because real estate is selling again and prices are stabilizing. Is the market recovering? If the investors are correct and they are buying in ahead – now, if the investors are coming in and they're propping up prices and they're creating demand that isn't really based on consumers who are going to be using the properties and then that demand doesn't manifest, then the investors are going to lose the bet.
0: Like, say, Las Vegas in 2003.
1: Yeah. So the big question, really, to me, it always comes down to the economy, jobs, and in a given area, more people coming in than going out. I mean, if you just kind of concentrate on those basics, because you can talk about what's going on. We talk about this all the time at the macro level, what's going on, the national trend. It really doesn't matter to you other than just something interesting to think about. What you have to do is apply those very same principles to what's going on in your local, regional market and say, Hey, are these good prices? Do these numbers make sense? Do I think that we are at the bottom in this little area? And are we going to start bringing in jobs and bringing in people and seeing real demand at the consumer level? If I'm an investor and I think that's the case, I'm a buyer. Now, you know, if you're just saying, well, the other guy's buying, so I'm going to buy, that's dangerous. So you have to do your own homework. But there's a lot of opportunity in this market right now for sure because the numbers absolutely do make sense in a way that they haven't in. It, as long as i can remember
0: if you had bought that house at 265 and tried to rent it out you maybe had a, had a chance to rent it out you would have been negative on that house if you had any kind of a loan on it uh today that same house pencils out
2: well there's so many things to look at here just to comment first of all on investors coming into this marketplace this heated marketplace with lots of bids is happening everywhere,
0: not just in. Well, the, not everywhere. Well, but in a lot of markets, more markets then, than we've seen in a long and time. And an
2: awful lot of marketplaces It's just common, but it's in the marketplaces that have been hardest hit. Yeah. That's really where it's going on. And the thing about the investors coming in, they're not just offering higher prices because they believe in the long term growth. They're also coming in with stronger terms. Investors have cash by and large, not all of them, but most of them. And that puts you in a position when I'm When I'm representing a seller and I get multiple offers on, what am I going to advise my seller to look at? I'm going to advise them to look at the contract that looks the best and is most likely to close. In other words, we're going to look for the best buyer. Is the best buyer the investor? Often he is. So that's one issue. The other thing I wanted to touch back on, we talked about prices going up, or I did, for a 40-year span or more. The interesting part is they didn't go up universally in every town in the USA over that period. We're talking about the aggregate. You and I, Robert, were in the business for almost 20 years together selling houses, investment properties. Most of that time, that aggregate was always going up. But there were tough markets that happened during that time. There There were a lot of markets in which People were just terrified the price would never come back up. So I think a lot of this is about your mindset. If you're that investor in Phoenix holding that property that they bought for more than the current market, they've got to ask themselves the question, first of all, if I'm not selling, does it affect me? But more importantly, long term, what do I think the value of this property is going to be ultimately the question we ask all the time? Will it be worth more 10 years from now than it is today? If the answer is yes, then do not panic. Just keep doing what you're doing.
0: Well, and we're going to have some uh, solid advice for folks who have that uh, very situation. Hey, I bought, you know, I've got a portfolio. It's all upside down. I'm seeing possibly the best buyer's market ever go by. What do I do? Well, lucky for you, we're going to have that answer right here on the Real Estate Guys radio program. I'm your host, Robert Helms. Equity happens.
3: Is it happening to you? Learn more at realestateguysradio.com.
1: Hey, Robert, you know what I like best about being your sidekick on the Real Estate Guys radio and TV shows? I I don't know, washing my car? Well, that's fun too. But my favorite thing is all the cool people I get to meet and the awesome places I get to go and all the amazing things I learn. So, Russ,
0: what's got you so stoked?
1: The Rich Dad Real Estate Summit in Scottsdale, Arizona, September 12th and 13th. Uh. Rich Dad Real Estate Advisor Ken McElroy is doing an intense two-day content-rich workshop that I can't wait to attend.
0: Yeah, it's going to be great. I'll be there as well. Our last interview with Kenny was super informative. Can you imagine two days with that guy? Plus, he told me he's got some great guest teachers coming as well. How can our listeners... Listeners learn more. Just go to richdad.com and click on Rich Dad's Real Estate Summit. Great, and we'll see you at the Rich Dad Summit on September
1: 12th and 13th.
4: Hey, John, what are you doing this weekend?
1: Well, with all the great real estate
3: investment opportunities these days, I thought I would sit down and, uh, you know, crunch the numbers, calculating the cap rate,
4: operating income, cash flow. <laughs> you know the drill. What? You still do that by hand? You mean you don't have a system? Uh, what are you talking about? One word, Trevo, Treivo. T-R-E-I-V-O. Uh, What's that? trivo the real estate investor's virtual office. It's a great website that will tell you in seconds the property's cash flow, cap rate, operating income, and more. Trivo allows you to easily. Easily compare financing options and see how they impact your bottom line. Trivo allows you to store all of this data, plus documents, pictures, contacts, reminders, and more. Your system, Trivo, does all that? That's not all. Trivo makes it easy to track your ongoing income and expenses. With Trivo, you will always know how each property is performing. And the website creation tool in Trivo makes it easy to advertise your properties for sale or lease. Trivo hmm, sounds perfect, but uh, I'm on a budget. Don't sweat it. Trivo. Comes with a free 30 day trial, but register a promotional code Real Estate Guys and your 30 day trial turns into a 60 day trial. After the trial period, get this Trivo is only $9 a month. Just go online to at
0: TREIVO.com. Trevo.com. Hi, this is Robert Helms. I like to say live where you want to live, but invest where the numbers make sense. For many of you, investing in gold may be numbers that make a lot of sense. I like gold because it's not only another commodity. In fact, it's the currency that has evolved in the marketplace for the past 5,000 years. If you want to learn more about investing in gold, I'd recommend The Gold Show with Jonathan Rose. It's an insightful look into adding gold into your portfolio. Just go to iTunes and search for The Gold Show with Jonathan Rose or find the podcast on their webpage at safeasgold.com. RadicalRecessionRemedy.com interrupts the
4: Real Estate Guys programming to have a moment of silence in memory of our great economy. It's a new day, and we need to come up with a new strategy for our finances. www.RadicalRecessionRemedy.com is that strategy. Do you never want to worry about negative cash flow again? Would you like a down payment cash machine? Get the free report at www.radicalrecessionremedy.com. That's www.radicalrecessionremedy.com. When you're ready to do your part in strengthening the economy, that's www.radicalrecessionremedy.com. We now return you to your regular programming of The Real Estate Guys.
0: This is Kendra Todd, winner of The Apprentice, and you're listening to The Real Estate Guys. Welcome back to The Real Estate Guys radio program heard uh, every week on this fine station and all the time at realestateguysradio.com. You can sign up for our email newsletter right there and our podcast, and we will come to you. Ladies and gentlemen, Uh, if you are a regular listener, then you also probably want to make your way over to the website to hear the uh, exclusive interview that uh, we just did with uh, Robert Kiyosaki and Ken McElroy. Uh, You can find that only on our website at realestateguysradio.com. We're talking about the real estate market and uh, kind of the economy in general. Have we hit the bottom? Lots of uh, articles out there. So let's cover what some of the headlines are. Uh, There's uh, big, big news in uh, home sales. Existing home sales, new home sales, pending home sales uh, in lots and lots of areas are up.
1: Up. They're up, up, up. Uh, part of that, I think, is attributable to investor activity. Uh, as we've talked about, part of that is attributable to buyers coming into the market trying to take advantage quickly of the $8,000 tax credit for first-time home buyers. Somebody hasn't owned a home in the last three years, which expires November 30th. So it'll be very interesting to see if this trend uh, continues past that. Uh, it's kind of like the Cash for Clunkers program. You know, Are they going to continue to sell cars once that incentive has gone away, or did everybody kind of rush in and did that take the... Kind of the steam out of the market, so that's going to be something to take a look at.
0: Oh, oh by the way, I have a clunker left if anyone's in the market for once, so. <laughs> exactly. You know, in fact, uh, the Associated Press Remax Housing Report came out and said that sales have risen for three straight months in 40 out of 55 major metropolitan areas 40 out of 55 for three months straight. So, what's a trend well, the one month? Right. For instance, another article came out for the first time, the uh, price, median home price in Las Vegas, the worst performing MSA in the country, is up. It's up. Number of sales in June, record number of sales in June for Las Vegas. More sales in June than ever before in the recorded history of Las Vegas real estate. In July, the second highest number of sales ever. So there's two months, right? And now the news that the, that the price has gone up, right? So it's gone up one month and it's gone up by... About a thousand dollars from a you know year over year per- period, so probably not. Enough information, but again, points on a curve.
1: Well, I mean it's just taking Las Vegas as an example. We we saw the the inventory begin to shrink, we saw sales begin to come up, but prices continue to drop. So that said, okay, now the prices have got to a place where people are coming back into the market, but they continue to drop. Then you began to see the prices slow down in the drop, and then you begin to see sales continue to pick up, and then you began to see the bidding, you know, the, the anecdotal stories of the bidding wars and all those types of things. And then you begin to see uh, the price. Prices begin to come up. That's, you know, kind of the way it usually goes. And again, the question is going to be, is that sustainable? Is that something that's going to continue to happen? But one of the things you look at all these different articles, whether it's Phoenix or Las Vegas, or you look at what's going on in Northern Southern California, you look at Florida, these are all the markets that were super red hot back in the day, right? When, when you just throw a dart at the wall and, and whatever property you buy makes you money. And they, th- those markets got hot for a reason, when they were hot.
0: A fundamental reason in most cases.
1: Exactly, exactly. And so then when they dropped, the reason they led the drop is because they'd gone so high up. A step back. I mean, you talked about what what year can I buy the property at? You know, Las Vegas just gave up like 50%, right? Oh. But they went up 50% in just one year, as did Phoenix. Yeah. And so really you say, well, they only gave back one year. Now, if you happen to buy right at the top and you gave up 50%, that's a mega ouch for you. That's
0: a tough year to absorb, yeah.
1: But if you look at that, you know, in Bob's perspective, looking at a 10-year, 30, 40-year period of time, you say, well, I gave back one year. And so- are those the markets that are going to come back first because the reason they were hot before is still there, and now people are coming back in going, hey, I got a chance to buy in a traditionally very strong market at prices I haven't seen in quite a while, and if the economy really does recover, it doesn't have to do what it did in one year if I could get a 50% over 5 years or 8 years or even 10 years. That's not bad when you put in you know, the combination of tax benefits and leverage and all the things that we talk about in owning income-producing property. So uh, those are some markets that are very, very interesting to watch. Even if you're not interested in investing in them yourselves, so you can get a lot of lessons that you can apply to whatever local markets you are interested in.
0: Well, and you do have to understand what you're reading, and you can't make a, a judgment or take action based on one headline or one set of data. You have to kind of keep looking at it. You know, one of the interesting things that's happening in Florida, for instance, there's markets that have been hit hard uh, but also had had great uh, rises, is for the first time in uh, a super long time, maybe it's a hundred years, uh, the population of Florida is decreasing.
1: That's amazing.
0: The population of Florida has increased steadily, 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 steadily for years and years and years. Popular place to go. Lots of different cities, not just a single city driver like some states have, but lots of very uh, popular cities, uh, cities with great sustainable drivers, with long-term employment, with all of that. And yet now as a state, for the first time, we've seen the the people on the way out and on the way in net migration negative in Florida.
1: Mm -hmm. That's interesting. I wonder how much of that is attributable to construction, you know, people going into a place like Florida where housing was booming and lots of building going on. We know that that happened in Las Vegas. Uh, the situation with uh, population, or at least the demographic that we're most interested in as landlords in Phoenix, really didn't have anything to do with that. It had to do with them changing the laws at, about cracking down on illegal immigrants, many of whom were great tenants. And so, you know, you can feel however you feel about that particular topic, but that's a, that's a group of people that all of a sudden were no longer as active in the marketplace as they had been. And if you're an owner of investment property in Phoenix, you felt that.
0: Yeah. I think I know the reason for Florida, though, because I've, I've been there. Have, have you? Have you been to Florida? I've been to Florida. Yeah. Humidity is just terrible. There. I just don't <laughs> like the humidity. Raindrops anymore. three inches
1: in diameter. Some people like June it. bugs
0: too. Yeah. That's the that's that's the reason. No, there's lots of. Uh, it's just there's so much there's so much information you have to weed through it and decide. Right, I think there's a lot of opportunity long term in Florida, but I don't think it's everywhere in Florida. So again, uh, reading uh, between the lines is important. What else have we seen? Well, we've seen that uh, loan applications are up. Right, we have a, a rise in mortgage applications. So. Most people buy real estate with a loan, not all, but most. Loans have been arguably harder to get in recent years than a long time, and yet uh, mortgage applications rise, and interest rates are still pretty good.
1: I think part of the, there's a couple of things on that. Yeah, interest rates are fabulous. I mean, you say, well, gee, interest rates have gone up since March. Yes, they have, but you look at them year over year, and they're still down substantially. Uh, they were in the low sixes, and now they're you know in the mid to high fives, and I don't care how you slice it or what decade you live in, those rates are pretty darn good and the fact that uh, you know a lot of the people with the very best credit were the most conservative type people and so when there was the most amount of uncertainty in the market of course they weren't buying borrowing and then a lot of the people who would be more aggressive and uh, maybe uh, you know the more more inclined to get a loan in uncertain times those people weren't eligible to get loans and so you saw a big decrease But as things are beginning to stabilize, as people are beginning to get tired of being down all the time and are beginning to step back into the market, as prices have come to more reasonable levels, as it seems as though most of the worst is behind us, although there are still certainly some uncertain things ahead, uh, you see people coming back in. And of course, the whole other thing you have is the mortgage industry had to completely reinvent itself. It's sources of funding. It's major where the money was coming from. Uh, went away. All the private, a lot of the private money went away, at least the way it was funneling in through Wall Street, uh, went away. And it became much more emphasis on FHA, VA, these government and government-sponsored type mortgage uh, applications. And so you've got people now, the mortgage Community now knowing how to originate those loans more effectively. A couple of years ago, they were just figuring all that out. So there's a lot of factors there. But the bottom line is, when mortgage apps are up, people are buying properties, and obviously that's showing up in the sales figures.
0: Absolutely. How about home construction? Home construction up for the fifth month in a row. Uh, you know, home construction has been hit hard, and and the builder confidence scale has been down in the fives. <laughs> you know, there's a scale of uh, builder confidence one to a hundred, and anything over fifty is a good market, and anything below fifty is a bad. Market and we've seen it at you know nine, and
1: yeah, it's been down below 20 for quite some time.
0: So, uh, but home construction is up fifth month in a row. Uh, and of course, we look at uh, two things we look at new housing starts, so that's construction actually hitting the ground, and prior to that, new building permits. Not everything that has a permit gets built, but uh, one of the signs we look for in recovery is the number of new permits and permits are up in in many areas and and part of that is because of the way the pendulum swings in these markets right there 's too much inventory, and so everybody stops building everything and everything screams to a halt and Big builders are in trouble and they're liquidating properties and they're liquidating land and they're just trying to get out from under the thing. And then what happens is populations grow like they do. And uh, if you haven't checked recently, the population of the U.S. is headed in the same direction it's been headed, up. And so there's going to be a need for housing. In fact, I had breakfast with the real estate uh, agent uh, on, uh, from Las Vegas on uh, Saturday, and uh, he'd just gone to uh, uh, one of these um, quarterly updates and they were showing how they're expecting a severe housing shortage within the next 18 months there. Because there's just not enough units based on demand. Well, of course, demand can shift, things can change, but we're starting to see there be a real need uh, for new units being built, apartments and uh, homes across the country.
1: Yeah, I mean, you could kind of see that coming, too, especially in that particular marketplace. But, you know, with builder confidence down and financing not available, both at the consumer level and at the construction level, uh, obviously new inventory wasn't being built. And there's a ramp up period of time. I mean, even for people that bang out houses, it takes them a few months. And so with that not being on the market, at some point as the foreclosures came on and got absorbed or, you know, have continued to be absorbed – you're on a collision course in a marketplace that's got growing population with a constriction in supply, and obviously, when you have a constriction in supply and you have persistent demand, and there's the capacity to pay in the marketplace, you've written the formula for rising prices, and that's exactly what's happening in that market.
0: Well, now one of the interesting parts about it, and you uh, rose the, uh, wrote, brought this up, is the fact uh, at our meeting recently is the fact that there's some speculation that much of that building that's gone on has been in anticipation of the new buyer. Craft. Credit, the $8,000 credit, which is expiring, and this is the last month builders could build a house, start construction of a house, have it delivered in time, unless there's an extension for that. So that's something to watch as well. Uh, speaking of things to watch, if you like what you hear on the radio, you'll love what you see at Real Estate Guys TV. That's right. Uh, after having the perfect face for radio, they put us on television. You can find out more at realestateguystv.com. When we come back, it's time for you to win a prize. Yep, real estate trivia. You're tuned to the Real Estate Guys radio program. I'm your host, Robert elms hello
3: robert kiyosaki listen to the real estate guys they're wild and crazy but they really know what they're talking about Are you struggling to keep up with your mortgage payments? Whether it's your home, vacation, or investment property, there are loan workout options available. To help you sort through all the noise in the marketplace, The Real Estate Guys has written a free 18-page report called What You Must Know Before Attempting a Loan Workout. In this special report, you'll discover the single most important thing the lender looks for before agreeing to modify your loan. Plus, you'll be able to weigh the pros and cons of hiring a professional versus doing it yourself, and much, much more. All you need to do to get your copy is email your request to workout at realestateguysradio.com. It's free, it's confidential, and it's yours when you send your request to workout at realestateguysradio.com. Hope is not a strategy. Start your own economic bailout plan today. Get the Real Estate Guys free report, What You Must Know Before Attempting a Loan Workout. Email your request to workout at realestateguysradio.com.
0: Are you ready to profit in paradise? Hi, it's Robert Helms, and if you think real estate investing means tenants, toilets, and termites, think again! Located just a short plane ride from the U.S., a virtually untouched paradise awaits the beautiful country of Belize. With its jungle rainforests, pristine beaches, and 81 degree turquoise water, Belize is one of the most beautiful places on earth. Plus, it's considered one of the top seven tax havens in the world. And while U.S. real estate continues to drop, Belize property is on the rise, and many experts think the best is yet to come. Sound intriguing? Then join us for a free, informative webinar called Discover Enchanting Belize. When you watch the webinar, you'll discover the many reasons we love Belize, like tremendously undervalued beachfront land, super low taxes, ease of doing business, and so much more. To access the webinar, simply send an email to Webinar at realestateguysradio.com. That's Webinar at realestateguysradio.com. Discover Enchanting Belize. Chadwick. Wood Chadwick. Chadwick.
2: Real estate, like diamonds, are forever. So when it comes to real estate, never say never again. I travel the world for Global Property Network, spying out hot markets, experienced agents, and great deals. So if the world is not enough and you're looking for investment or vacation real estate anywhere in America or around the globe, call Global Property Network. I've got a gold finger for connecting you to great properties. You only live twice, so to grow your income for the second part of your life, you can live and let die, or you can go for it, like the living daylights. GPN is here to help. From Russia with love, this is Luke Chadwick for Global Property Network.
3: Give Luke and his team at Global Property Network a license to kill and find you income-producing property. Tomorrow never dies, so you need Luke to find properties and deals for your eyes only. Call Luke and GPN today, 877-411-4GPN. That's 877-411-4GPN. Or on the sponsors page at realestateguysradio.com. Need help with your real estate investment portfolio? Check out the resources page at realestateguysradio.com.
0: Welcome back to the Real Estate Guys radio program. Thanks for tuning in this week and every week that you do. We appreciate it. We still get your cards and letters, you know. Actually, they're mostly emails. Uh, but uh, while we don't promise to answer everyone, uh, we do read most of them, don't we, Russell Gray? Yes, we do. Yeah, happy to hear from uh, you folks. And uh, be sure to tell your friends about uh, our show and our podcast. Uh, right now, it is time to play Real Real Estate Trivia, your chance to win a prize by knowing today's Real Estate Trivia question. Here's how it's going to work. I'm going to give you the question which has something to do with real estate. We are just talking about building, and this is about uh, a particular property that was built for a reason. And uh, then you're going to send us your best guess to the answer along with your name and mailing address so that you can be shipped out your personalized autographed copy of Equity Happens, Building Lifelong Wealth with Real Estate, our book on real estate investing. And uh, that can be yours if you know today's uh, trivia question. Uh, but also what we do is we take all the folks who guess correctly and have a drawing for a second book because some of you are listening, you know, on our site and via the MP3 or you're listening on iTunes when you get around to it. And uh, we understand that. So uh, anytime in the first week of the show, you can still enter uh, to win and we'll give away up to two copies of Equity Happens. That is how real estate trivia works. Send your name and information to trivia at realestateguysradio.com. So we didn't have a trivia question. Last week we were uh, from the Dominican Republic. We did our, uh, a show from uh, that event that we did, America's Real Estate Expo, and uh, there were two versions of the show, by the way. There was the uh, radio version, uh, which has to fit neatly within our hour, our 58 minutes of broadcast time, uh, and then there was uh, the iTunes version, which was an hour and 20 minutes, got some bonus interviews in there. Uh, so today, uh, it's the same version of both shows, just so you know. It's the same show, but we did something fun, and so we didn't have a trivia question. There was no time for that, but a couple of weeks ago, uh, we had uh, Ross McAllister uh, on uh, the show, and our trivia question uh, was: Which U.S. state has the greatest number of hazardous waste sites? And the answer, pretty obvious: New Jersey. Yeah, New Jersey, <laughs> ninety-six uh, hazardous waste uh, sites at last uh, at last count. Um, but this week, here's our, our real estate trivia question. You guys are familiar with one of the best-known landmarks in Paris, France, right? Yes. What would it be called? The Eiffel Tower. The Eiffel Tower, Tower, yeah. The Eiffel Tower is a a well-known building. It was built, right, in beautiful Paris, France. Here's what I want to know. What event was it built for? It wasn't just built. It was built for a particular event. What event was that? Send your best guess to trivia at realestateguysradio.com and if you have uh, the correct guess you have a chance to win Equity Happens building lifelong wealth with real estate and it does happen over time that's the message is that um, the right market with property purchased for the right reason if you understand it you will be able to make some equity happen and uh, right now these are challenging times for real estate investors we've got lots of news out there about maybe we're nearing the bottom markets are up sales are up revenues up new housing starts are up vacancies are down a lot of that market information is out there so uh, the, the, the question today is uh, are we at the bottom and what are we going to do about it?
1: Yeah. And is it real? Is it sustainable? I think that unless you're extremely down on the future of the United States of America, um, you got to believe that somehow, some way, we're going to figure out how to get through this as we always have. That our entrepreneurs and our politicians and all of the people in between are going to go out there and they're going to figure out solutions to the problems. They're going to rearrange the system and uh, they're probably going to break some things that are working fine. They're probably going to fix some things that are broken. But at the end of the day, is this nation going to be able to figure out how to create jobs, make money? Uh, and find a way to uh, fuel the demand for real estate. If you believe the answer to that question in the long term is yes, then you could really make a strong argument it's a great time to be a buyer. And and for a couple different reasons. I think a lot of people feel that in the long term, over the next 10 years or so, we're going to see uh, a rise in interest rates because we have a pretty substantial government debt. And if that's true, then this may be one of the best times in the next couple of three decades for you to get mortgage money that's really cheap. The second thing is you got And pri-
0: before, you leave the, before you leave the first thing, that getting back to your personal investment philosophy, if you have properties in your portfolio now that you want to keep and but hope to keep for a long, long time, and they're still on those adjustable rate mortgages... Right, we can't prescribe without diagnosis, right? We always say prescription without diagnosis is malpractice, but I would certainly talk to your mortgage professional about whether it makes sense, even though today your adjustable rate mortgage might be at a lower rate than, than what you could get fixed today. It could be a great time to secure long-term fixed rate financing.
1: I mean, you could spend a lot of time on just how important it is to, to go out, even if you've got a portfolio of loans right now and you're upside down and you have negative equity. If you haven't gone and looked into loan modifications, uh, there's some things happening and we're going to try to cover this in some future shows. But uh, there's opportunities out there to get those those loans fixed, and that's not going to last forever. Is the market if if the real estate market, in fact, is recovering, and lenders feel that prices are going to come up and they're going to be better off taking the property than making a deal with you, uh, then that's going to have some issues. And the
0: house can- they didn't want last month or last year might. Be in danger of becoming a house they want, and if that's your house, you better do something
1: about it exactly and and so you know if if you're an owner right now, as we talked about those different categories at the beginning of the show uh and, and you've got a portfolio of loans and cash flows that isn't working for you, you know spend some time fixing that, but the other thing to say is that you know think about becoming a buyer at this particular time, and it, you know the two aren't mutually exclusive. you might say well gee, I'm broke i don't have any equity I, my credit's shot, you know whatever you're missing, someone out there. Can provide.
0: It just occurred to me that all those things are true for me and it doesn't stop me in any way, shape or form. It,
1: it never has. It, it never, never has because the key is money will always be attracted to a great deal. And I think you can really make the argument that right now real estate is a great deal for the long term. And you have to be able to tell that story. You have to be able to show the math. I mean, we did this the other day in a mentoring club meeting where we broke down and showed really, with conservative appreciation of four to five percent, you're looking at an internal rate of return, what we call total return on property in the long term, as high as twenty percent. With conservative leverage ratios, conservative cash flows, conservative rent, you know, the whole bit. And you know, you're going to be hard-pressed to look into other segments of the uh, investment where you're buying something that's tangible, that can't just be swept away you know, uh, by Wall Street because of a bad hair day. Uh, and to have a chance to make those types of returns, money is interested in those kind of returns. And the beautiful thing about real estate is because it's messy, because you just can't go to some stock exchange and buy it, there is a real opportunity for a real estate entrepreneur to get connected, to find the deals, to do the dirty work, and attract money that is interested in someone who's willing to do that heavy lifting and you get a piece of the action.
0: The imperfect nature of the real estate market is one of my favorite things about it. The fact that we can completely base decisions on what you might call insider information and create amazing returns is, is huge. And you don't have that in very many uh, vehicles, at least not legally. So uh, a lot of reasons to consider real estate as an investment. But now more than ever, real estate's on sale And the terms of that sale are still pretty darn good. Right? We spend a lot of time talking about if you don't have the skills or the attributes or the finances uh, to go do something, it doesn't have to stop you. You can find partners who have what you're lacking, and what you bring to the party is a drive and education and knowledge and those things, and somebody else is bringing the credit score or the cash, and uh, there's great opportunities that way today too. So don't just let the fact that, well, I'm out of money stop you. If that had stopped me – I, I certainly wouldn't be hosting a real estate show on real estate. I certainly wouldn't have the portfolio I have in the places I have it. And I, I'd probably own one property or two if I waited till I had all the money and could qualify for the loan. That that can't hold you back. If it does, you're, you're wasting your time even listening to today's show.
2: I think the key to that, Robert, is education. Entrepreneurial types, in order to be successful, have got to be educated about what they're doing. And it is, it's a moving platform. You've got to stay with it. We've been talking about how great the interest rates are, what a fabulous opportunity this is, and it is, but interest rates are not the only piece of the puzzle. I promise you, they will go up, they will go down. I don't think they're going to go a lot lower than this. They're going to go higher than this, and entrepreneurs will be able to survive, make a great living. You mentioned a guy a couple of minutes ago, I'll come to for a second, Ross McAllister and his partner, Ken McElroy. These guys are are multi Big-time developers, redevelopers. And they look at markets from the very, very long haul. Uh, I was reading the article that they put uh, – that Ross put in uh, uh, the new
0: book. The Real Book of Real Estate. The yeah. Real
2: Book of Real Estate. And it's very interesting. They talk about not having a one – a single solution at the end of a project they take on. They plan to complete a project and operate it themselves if the opportunity shows up and if it and if it's a great chance to sell it, they do. But they're not flippers. That's not what they do. The point is you've got to do your education, do your studies, be prepared to do it for the long haul.
0: Speaking of Ross McAllister, uh, he's not a guy that uh, teaches very much, but he's going to be coming up next month. We're going to tell you about that when we come back. You're tuned to the Real Estate Guys radio program. I'm your host, Robert Helms. Live
2: nationwide, you're listening to The Real Estate Guys. Find out more at
1: realestateguysradio.com. Hey, Robert, you know what I like best about being your sidekick on The Real Estate Guys radio and TV shows? I, I don't know, washing my car? Well, that's fun, too. But my favorite thing is all the cool people I get to meet and the awesome places I get to go and all the amazing things I learn. So, Russ, what's got you so stoked? The Rich Dad Real Estate Summit in Scottsdale, Arizona, September 12th and 13th. Uh. Rich Dad Real Estate Advisor Ken McElroy is doing an intense two-day content-rich workshop that I can't wait to attend.
0: Yeah, it's going to be great. I'll be there as well. Our last interview with Kenny was super informative. Can you imagine two days with that guy? Plus, he told me he's got some great guest teachers coming as well. How can our Listeners learn more. Just go to richdad.com and click on Rich Dad's Real Estate Summit. Great. And we'll see you at the Rich Dad Summit on September 12th and 13th. Are you ready to profit in paradise? Hi, it's Robert Helms. And if you think real estate investing means tenants, toilets, and termites, think again. Located just a short plane ride from the U.S., a virtually untouched paradise awaits. The beautiful country of Belize. With its jungle rainforests, pristine beaches, and 81-degree turquoise water, Belize is one of the most beautiful places on Earth. Plus, it's considered one of the top seven tax havens in the world. And while U.S. real estate continues to drop, Belize property is on the rise. And many experts think the best is yet to come. Sound intriguing? Then join us for a free informative webinar called Discover Enchanting Belize. When you watch the webinar, you'll discover the many reasons we love Belize, like tremendously undervalued beachfront land, super low taxes, ease of doing business, and so much more. To access the webinar, simply send an email to Webinar at realestateguysradio.com. That's Webinar at com. Discover Enchanting Belize.
4: Hey, John. What are you doing this weekend?
0: Well, with all the great
3: real estate investment opportunities these days, I thought I would sit down and, uh, you know, crunch the numbers. Calculating the cap
4: rate, operating income, cash flow. (laughs) You know the drill. What? You still do that by hand? You mean you don't have a system? Uh, What are you talking about? One word. Trevo. T-R-E-I-V-O. Trevo? Uh, What's that? Trevo, the real estate investor's virtual office. It's a great website that will tell you in seconds the property's cash flow, cap rate, operating income, and more. Trevo allows you to easily easily compare financing options and see how they impact your bottom line. Trevo allows you to store all of this data plus documents, pictures, contacts, reminders and more. Your system, Trivo, does all that? That's not all. Trevo makes it easy to track your ongoing income and expenses. With Trivo you will always know how each property is performing. And the website creation tool in Trevo makes it easy to advertise your properties for sale or lease. Trevo, oh, sounds perfect, but uh, I'm on a budget. Don't sweat it. Trivo comes with a free 30-day trial. But register a promotional code Real Estate guys, and your 30-day trial turns into a 60-day trial. After the trial period, get this, Trivo is only $9 a month. Just go online to treivo.com, trevo.com.
2: Hi, this is Kim Kiyosaki. I'm the author of Rich Woman, and you are listening to The Real
0: Estate Guys. Welcome back to The Real Estate Guys radio program, heard uh, every week on the radio and all the time at realestateguysradio.com. While you're there, check out our cruise. Next April, we're headed to some beautiful ports. We uh, spend a week with investors, in the days at sea Or. Great days of uh, education, classes, workshops, roundtable discussions and then the port days, we go and have a great time, even look at some cool real estate and uh, this coming year we're going to Roatan, very excited to be uh, visiting that beautiful island Uh, and Cozumel, Mexico and one of our favorite places on earth, Belize. So come with us on the Real Estate Guys 2010 Cruise. We're talking about what's happening in the marketplace uh, and uh, is it at the bottom? Lots of indicators and if you go back and listen to the show we did on the things to watch for. I think we're seeing many of those things uh, happen uh, today. So it's certainly uh, worth uh, taking a look at, especially in the market you're interested in.
1: Yeah, I think that, uh, you know, you don't want to be chasing it. And the good news about real estate is you don't have to be completely ahead of the curve, uh, but you don't want to be too late to the party either. Real estate does move faster than it has in the past, as everything else is doing in the 21st century with the exchange of information, how quickly people learn about things and can take action. But by its very nature, real estate is slow moving because it takes time to do uh, loan approval and get people moved. And it's a major decision when real estate's involved because it's a real big Uh, asset and it affects people's lives. But still, uh, we think that there's an argument right now. It's a good time to be uh, doing your homework and studying your particular markets and uh, getting your ear on the ground. That's another thing that's important because you can only do so much with headlines. At some point, you've got to find a way to get connected to people who are in the market who can give you the anecdotal stories you know a, you can read in a newspaper oh investors are buying but what investors are buying where are they from what are they paying why are they buying are they buying are they flipping are they in it for the long haul are they going to be competitors to you in you know in the uh, rental market uh, or are they going to Did be they fig- just lose a bet yeah I mean, you got to find out
0: and, and your your point is huge. real estate doesn't get transacted in the newspaper, and so we've seen folks who get a version of paralysis by analysis who know every great website to check out the trends, but don't know a single real estate broker that can bring them a deal. You got to get connected and and keep in mind every market is different. you know for instance, I'm looking at a market right now that uh, in the second quarter of 2009, rents are down twenty five percent. And people are happy about that because the first quarter they were down forty five percent. So this is a market I would avoid right now, most likely. I don't know enough to know that there's not a future opportunity, but that would be the office market in Dubai. So not every place is a great place to invest, but we're seeing indicators that that uh, are, are giving us a, a reason to look. So I want to let's assume for now that you're you know you're a big boy girl. You're out there reading the headlines too. You see what kind of the general feel is of the marketplace one of the things i want to address which is i think supremely important is this okay great except i started listening to your show five years ago because i was investing in real estate and i really you know ramped up in in 06 and 07 and i'm upside down i'm bleeding i got empty properties i got the lender calling me things are terrible i can't take advantage of this marketplace what do you say to that
1: i don't believe in i can't (laughs) there you go i mean it's how can i if the deal was good enough, if someone showed up at your doorstep right now and said, hey, you know what? I just want a brand new Ferrari. It's never been driven before. It's a beautiful car. Uh, but I, I've got to move. i got to take a trip. I'll give it to you. I'll give it to you for $1,000. If you didn't have a penny in your pocket, you could find $1,000. Guaranteed. Because somebody out there is going to want to share a piece of that profit with you, and they'll front the $1,000 because you have the deal. Bingo. You have the relationship, and you can make money. And there's a lot of money out there, believe it or not, that has come out of a lot of investments, which is why prices are down that is sitting in cash waiting for the right opportunity. We're beginning to see some of it come back into real estate. We've certainly seen some of it come back into the stock market, but there's still a lot of it sitting out there looking for a home. And again, you go back and if you do your homework and you build your relationships right so you're on the right end of inside information, which is perfectly legal in real estate, then you can find out about things before they're happening. Get in and do your homework and then uh, bring in your investment partners, however you choose to organize that. And we've done shows on that, so we're not going to get into that. But the bottom line is don't ever say I can't because if you want to, you can. You know the old saying where there's a will, there's a way. There is. There's a lot of ways in real estate. It's extremely creative, very fun.
0: I always say where well, there's a will, I want to be in it. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, and, and, and the other thing about that is you have some experience that you've gleaned in the last couple of years that I think probably will make you a better real estate investor going forward, right? You have a resume. People say, well, why would anyone want to invest with me? Look what I've done. You know, you made the best decision you could in the market that you did. You did research and homework, hopefully, right? At least you are now. And so it's easy to make a compelling argument. And there are folks who are just, you know, not interested in spending the time necessary or paralyzed by the information, but you come alongside them and you show how it can be done. What you need to do is manage your current portfolio and do whatever has to be done there, loan modifications, deed and loo, deal with it, Right. If if zero-based thinking, would I make this investment today? If you wouldn't, get out and then figure out where the opportunity lies today because you are standing at an amazing place. When we look back five years from now, 10 years from now, and look at this time in history and the real estate market, we're going to all wish we did whatever we needed to do to buy more than we're buying today.
1: Yeah, we tell you to mark our words, but you don't have to because we've actually recorded. <laughs> and so it's going to be right there on the website, right or wrong.
0: Look, they said it.
1: And so but that's exactly right. And, and and the thing is, you don't want to miss it because, you know, these cycles in real estate only come along so often. And if you miss a couple of them, your life is over, you know, really, in terms of real estate investing, because it kind of comes and goes. And You can always make money in real estate. But this is one of the sweetest times. And of course, Bob, you can probably speak to that better than anybody. Uh, you know, just having having been around, you know, we did all those interviews with uh, Robert Kiyosaki's uh, co-contributors in the uh, Real Book of Real Estate. The beautiful thing was these guys, many of them, 20, 30 years experience, and they're all frothing at the mouth. They're, I mean, they all got to work on this
0: book. made it hard to said, do some of the interviews with all that froth. But. Yeah, I mean –
2: Well, I'm, it, I'm just going to say exactly that. I've been doing this a long, long time, and there are always ups and downs, and there are always opportunities but I don't remember this ever happening. And most of those guys didn't remember this exact thing happening either. And, yes, they were frothing at the mouth because they could just see the opportunities there. Everybody wants a piece of that.
0: Yeah, huge opportunity. And, again, you can choose to say, well, I have to sit this one out. Or you can figure out a way to play. That's the message. Figure out a way to play if you think it's time. Now, we're also not saying, hey, we're at the bottom. Because there are certainly markets that are continuing to show challenges. But that's the key. In real estate, there is no, hey, everybody in, it's all going to go up for sure in every market for the next year. That, that doesn't happen. Your ability to exploit the differences in markets and the nuances of changes between drivers and marketplaces is what makes you a successful real estate investor. And you can learn all that stuff. It's not necessarily glamorous and sexy, but you can out and therefore out-earn people. And when you have a market like this... It's the perfect storm to do it.
1: I, I think that, you know, coming back to what you said earlier, Robert, doing whatever you have to do, there's a lot of people. I mean, a lot of financial institution banks in particular are busy cleaning up their balance sheets, corporations busy cleaning up their balance sheets, uh, you know, and so that in a lot of ways that can be step one. Uh, it may not necessarily be because you may want to take advantage of some, you know, remaining credit or purchasing power that you have before you go down the path of letting some of that go in order to clean up the balance sheet. And we've we've had those conversations in previous shows as well. Uh, but but doing what you got to do to get your cash flow figured out, uh, and if that means loan modifications, deeds in lieu, uh, even perhaps allowing a property to go into foreclosure if you have no other choice, you can't allow one property to take down your entire net worth. Uh, and you may have to sacrifice your credit to get that done. And that's an unfortunate part. But there's, you know, many people have survived bankruptcy and come back to become multi multi millionaires. Uh, you know, it takes about 10 years for your credit to repair itself. You know, once you fix the problem,
0: you know, Yeah, but the majority is repaired in two years. You know. Yeah. And it's
1: certainly as though you can't be functional in real estate. You know, I mean, it's very handy to have good credit. It makes you an attractive partner to someone else. I would
0: have no idea.
1: But exactly. That's my point. I mean, there's a lot of people out there who don't have very good credit that are able to secure financing working with partners.
0: Don't let it stop you. Don't buy into the excuse. Don't listen to your negative self-talk. Believe me, you can buy real estate with lousy credit. You can buy real estate with none of your own money. What you can't do is get a complete free ride and not invest anything. you got to invest some time, some education, some knowledge, some relationships. Those are the things that are really fruitful in this industry that we're in. It's not how much cash you have in the bank. Yeah, cash is king, but most people figure out, most people who are great in this business figure out how to use other people's money, not their own. And uh, speaking of which, uh, we talked about Ross McAllister. He is a uh, partner in the MC companies. They build and develop real estate. You may have heard him on the show a few weeks back. And just a, a great guy, super smart, but not exactly a, a public speaker. doesn't have books and tapes to listen to. But he is one of several folks who is contributing to the Rich Dad Real Estate Summit coming up in mid-September. Uh, Ken McElroy, who wrote the ABCs of Real Estate Investing and some of the other Rich Dad series books, uh, is hosting this. And uh, we've just learned that uh, both Robert and Kim kiyosaki will be at this event for at least part of the time Uh, and it's going to be uh, held in scottsdale arizona you can find out more if you go to richdad.com look for the event though you'll uh, meet russ and i there and it'll be a great time to get around some super big brains who are taking action in this marketplace
1: i think that's where you have to be i mean what would you pay to have a chance to spend time with people and have them work as hard as they're working to prepare to give you their very best knowledge and experience you got to be there.
0: It's priceless. Check it out at uh, richdad.com. Check out real, our real estate uh, website, realestateguysradio.com. If you've missed a show, you can make it up between now and next week when we'll have an amazing show for you. We'll hope to see you then. Thanks to our great sponsors. Thanks to Chatham, our engineer, Apollo, our remote engineer, uh, my uh, cohorts in the studio, and uh, you, our listener, for making our show a featured podcast and one of the top real estate shows on planet Earth. We'll see you next week. In the meantime, remember equity happens. Make sure some happens for you.
3: This airing of The Real Estate Guys was brought to you in part by our sponsors, Global Property Network, referrals to the world and properties to your doorstep. Call GPN at 877-411-4GPN or online at globalpropertynetwork.com. Trivio. Extend your trivio.com trial for 60 days when you use the promotional code Real Estate Guys. Go online to T R E I V O.com. Audible.com. Audible.com is the leading provider in spoken word entertainment. Log on to audiblepodcast.com forward slash real estate guys to get a free audiobook download of your choice. You can find out about these and our other valued sponsors on our sponsor page at realestateguysradio.com. And to learn how you can sponsor the program, call Matthew Pierce at 510 521 5100 Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week on the Real Estate Guys.
1: If you're like me and thousands of others, you know that the Real Estate Guys radio show is a great source for quality content about investing in real estate. But did you know that they also have a book? I just finished reading their book, Equity Happens, and I was blown away by how much I learned. If you're ready to create sustainable wealth through real estate, you need to get Equity Happens. You'll learn, just as I did, about what it takes to prosper in the real estate industry. So don't wait. Make equity happen to you. Order your copy today at equityhappens.com.